Ding. <laughs> me, me, me. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, and if you don't get that reference, stop listening to us. and gals and welcome to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. I'm Louis Pearlman. <laughs> if I do it like this, does it mean that I won? Louis a demon this week. This week, I'm a demon. Next week, I might be a little angel. You never know with me. Ooh. <laughs> so this is your favorite Riverdale podcast where we focus on an episode that we just watched we're doing a season four rewatch right now. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what the show is. <laughs> Glad you got caught up there. Just for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time. Uh, yeah, and before we get into the episode, which this episode is, is uh, the season four episode quiz show. Mm-hmm. Before we get into it, any social media stuff going on this week with so the whole River, Riverdale thing? Um, there was a thread on Reddit. The post was like, what's the secret about your industry that people will be surprised by? And someone said, I work on a show for teenagers and all the stars are doing coke. And there were at least 50 responses and at least 48 of them were just, it's Riverdale, right? Oh it's my. Gotta be Riverdale. Like, oh my God. I think part of it is maybe that that's the only show for teenagers anyone knows that's not a teenager. Yeah. But also, everyone was just like, it's, it's Riverdale. It's gotta be Riverdale. Well, you know, a lot of people do abuse cocaine for, oh, listen to me, the drug counselor at your high school. A lot of people abuse cocaine uh, to lose weight. So yeah. certainly the, the, the figures that they all have. Yeah. However, their social media presences, which are highly curated, but don't point towards coked out behavior. Yeah. Because you can usually tell it's people are overly emphatic. <laughs> they're like, they think they're being great, but they're like, but they're like just being normal. Maybe. Yeah. The yeah. comments that weren't, it's Riverdale, right? We're just like, okay, but like everyone in Hollywood does coke. Like this isn't. Yeah, this isn't a huge surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing a lot of those Riverdale guys, I think I know a few of them. Like, I think that Cole Sprouse is a smoker. I've seen him with cigarettes, and I'm sure that helps him keep his, like, lean figure that he has, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's he's so, you know, he's so, like, slender, you know? There's like a- too, though. I haven't seen Dylan smoke. Yeah, it could just be genetic, for sure. And that's not something I'm discrediting, you know, for sure. Genetics play a big factor into it. Yeah. Uh, You know, (laughs) uh, and I'm going to say this uh, because I always say this whenever we talk about them. When I was in the same room as all of them at that Vulture panel now, like four years ago, Mm-hmm. All of them were literally the most gorgeous people I've ever stood by in my life. And I've stood yeah. by some gorgeous people and it was just like shocking yeah. how gorgeous they all were. Oh my God. Oof. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for that social media news. Yeah, no problem. Good, good update. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all for right now, but that's okay. It's looking like filming in Vancouver is going to be safe to resume soon. So from what I've been hearing from my friends out in Vancouver who are either in theater or film in Vancouver. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. And, and I'm interested to see in the next few weeks what the Riverdale cast, you know, and crew does to make sure that there's, the filming is safe. Yeah, I think, and like the extra precautions they have to take. I saw, it was, I was watching Hot Ones yesterday and they talked to Brie Larson and mm-hmm. she was talking about how like, sex scenes are going to be have to be filmed like so different yeah sex scenes i think are going to have to be pretty implied mm-hmm. you know more than anything and, and then also mm-hmm. is kj gonna want to leave new zealand <laughs> yeah that's a big question i mean i think he's contractually obligated to leave new zealand and because it's for work he may have to yeah also we'll see you know 
we'll see if this hiatus has breathed a different type of life into the show because you know it's been widely reported that the show's going to jump a year right uh, in terms of the timeline so maybe them all being college students will help give the show a freshness that clearly this season doesn't have mm-hmm. not that this is my least favorite season actually i do think this is a stronger season maybe maybe than the last two just cuz it has such a sense of buoyancy to it you know yeah. comparatively but you know i do know that they're kind of tired of doing the show and i'd love that not to be the case for those poor actors you know yeah and for us who are going to continue to do this podcast well yeah you know we'll have to find a new show you talking to me has now now it's you talking talking heads to my talking head so oh it's they turned it into a talking heads it show evolved. yeah oh I boy stop making sense today as a result though you watched stop making sense today yeah, I, it had taken me this long. I've been meaning to watch. You know, it's my most favorite movie of all time, right? That makes sense. You know what else I watched this week is, oh God, what is it? The the first Ruddles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all you need is cash. All you need is cash. Yeah. These are wonderful music based projects for you that to watch I, if you're a fan of Riverdale. That I finally got around to. When I say finally got around to, gotta say, can't buy me cash. Seventy six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't buy me cash is. Or, it was hard to find, though. That's why I haven't. Yeah, it's it's fun, but it's not like it's not like the best thing ever. But it is really fun. But stop okay. making sense. I I do think is actually literally the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I've seen the documentary now for stop making sense. Sure. So you already sort of had an understanding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I'll plug it. The drummer from Talking Heads, my friend Chris, his book is coming out in a week. So, yeah, it's called Remain in Love, which is so nice. So I'm excited about it. It's on Amazon Prime. And, you know, you can see who's in a movie and their biographies. And David Byrne has, like, a very thorough one. And then everyone else just has what year they were married. Yes. (laughs) This normally would go into my music music podcast, uh, Kick the Jukebox. But when Chris and Tina were married, who were two of the members of Talking Heads... They apparently had an outdoor wedding, and one of the main things about it that they wanted to share with me is that they played Fleetwood Mac's Rumors for the entire time. What a beautiful song for a thriving relationship. Or a beautiful album, yeah, for a thriving relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they just loved Fleetwood Mac. And you know Rumors is beautiful if you don't listen to the words. That's right. Chris has told me that he wants to be in a... Fleetwood Mac cover band, which would be amazing for a member of Talking Heads to be in a Fleetwood Mac cover band. I would love that. He wants to call it Fleetwood Dad, (laughs) which is so good. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) let's get into it. Quiz show. Yeah. So it's winter again in Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, yes, it's winter again in Riverdale. Winter's come twice in this season. Minimum. Twice, yeah. It keeps like, maybe they're caught in some sort of scary time loop now. Yeah. Quiz Show, it's based on, there was a movie called Quiz Show, and this is somewhat based on the Quiz Show scandals as well. Right. Of the uh, 50s, I believe. I think where, it was 50s. Where some contestants were fed Quiz Show answers. Mm-hmm. And then there was a film about it from the 90s. It was, I remember being quite good. And uh, this factors in quite well to this episode, which is good. Good for them. They did it. <laughs> yeah. So it's winter again. Yep. That's my first note. Yep. I love how Frank is mm-hmm. really just evil Fred. That's all. That's who he is. He's, it's the darkest timeline. Yes. It's the, and what a wonderful way to pay tribute to the work that Luke Perry has done <laughs> than to hire a no-name actor to create an evil version of of his character after the actor has passed away. Yeah. So, well, first I want to say, what doesn't Brett do? What doesn't Brett do? Because he does quiz show and he's on the football team and he's on the skull and quill and he's in the little book club. He does all the things. He does them all. He and does. Then, but now to Frank. So Archie gives Frank Fred's tool belt and Fred immediately recognizes the tool belt. Yup. And then says, I can't take another man's tools. 
And so this is a plot that they've decided to have in the teen drama Riverdale that now we have to talk about. And that's all I have to say about that. Because I was like, well, this is completely uninteresting. Can you imagine recognizing someone's tool belt? Well, I I do have friends whose dads gave them toolboxes. So it's kind of an heirloomy thing, you know? Yeah, it just felt... It wasn't presented as, oh, that must be your dad's out of context, like the context clues of the situation. It was like, I'd recognize that belt anywhere. Yeah. And like, considering that like Archie didn't really know his uncle until like three weeks to two years ago or whatever is going on with the time here. The fact that like Frank has been enough in Fred's life that he recognizes the tool belt seems like it's a convenient plot point. There's... I talk, I noticed this multiple times through the episode is that he and Frank do not know each other. <laughs> yes, they don't know each other. They're not, they're getting to know each other. They're do, they're, he's an estranged family member. Yeah. That's fine. Just play it like that. So there's a tie on the handle to Jughead's dorm. Yeah, in to the show morning. we're banging. Right. So please. At a odd hour because people are up and about. Yeah. But also it is, Still the morning at some point. It's like 9 a.m. on a school day? Apparently, yeah. Maybe it was a weekend. Maybe that's why Betty was up. Maybe. You know, it takes a while to take that train, so. (laughs) Or no time at all. Yes, exactly. Um, And then, so Jughead didn't tell Betty about Yale, which is like a big yikes. And then I forget what happens, but like. Big yikes. What? a quick refractory period on that couple. <laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah, they have a little fight ski about Yale. And, and then they're immediately like back into and it. Like, it's like time for waiting. sex again. But Jughead is 18-ish years old. So, you know. Yeah, or yeah. 30 or 50. Yes, that's true. Yes. I liked the next scene was a very uh, legally blondish reference. Okay. The question of you got into Yale. And then Betty's response is, don't be so surprised. But I wish her response was, what, like, it's hard? I guess she was, it was Jughead for this. Someone was like this, but... Uh-huh, yeah, 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 totally. It was very... It was Betty fun. was, you got into Yale to Brett. Yeah, like, you got into Yale? Yeah. What, like, it's hard? Yeah, um, yeah, Brett's awful. He really is. He's really the mustache-twisting villain of this season. yeah. But and then like this close, Pierce. Huh? All I do is watch Community now, and they have a Glee episode. Oh, great! And, and the running joke is, "What the fuck is regionals?" And every time it comes up, someone is like, "They're this close." <laughs> There's no explanation what they are. And this is the same thing here. They're like, "It's regionals." Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I feel like they do a lot of emphatic screaming at each other during the show during Riverdale about certain events that we're just supposed to know what's going on. You're this close, Pierce. Yeah. yeah. It's time for the annual Maple Festival. How dare you not know about this? Like, shit like that all the time on the show. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so I felt that uh, Veronica and Cheryl's ask of Dr. Beaker was wild. It was pretty. Yeah, I agree. It was a real stretch for two not just, teenagers. Not just please take this alcohol we're producing as teenagers, but also do a very expensive, complicated chemical analysis mm-hmm. with your three Bunsen burners and two beakers and, and one Earl and Meyer flask if they're lucky. And Dr. Beaker was like, me, 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 Yeah, so, uh, and if you don't get that reference, stop listening to us. Yeah, buy uh, it. Yeah, so, uh, and then Cheryl, while they're making this really unreasonable request, Cheryl called him Dr. Egghead, which is so mean. (laughs) And then, you know, the actual Dr. Egghead, you know, who's like, I'm sure another science teacher at this high school, popped in and was like, you're getting us mixed up. (laughs) Oh, he's probably also Asian. And they were like, hold on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We need to have a discussion here. Like, they're not even like the same country from Asia, they're just both like generically, like one's Chinese and one's Korean, and they're like, Cheryl. Yeah, and they're like, I'm Dr. Beaker and I'm Dr. Egghead. You're a racist. You're a racist, Cheryl. Yep. <laughs> um, they're looking for a new Baxter Brothers mystery that's darker than the Jason one. 
Yes, darker than a child drowning in the river and then being murdered by his own father. Yeah. And then we learn that the whole, like, Baxter Brothers scene is run by a board. And as an author, we've both done writing for different things. Can you imagine getting notes by standing in a room with a panel of people barking at you and asking you to come up with ideas? Nightmare. Yeah, like that's clearly not how anything works. But that and that comes up a little later. I think this first ask is just totally. But yeah, this is where they refer to him as the Brotherhood. Yeah, but I'm just right. And then so he goes to Charles to find out more about serial killers. As yeah, because he doesn't know enough. Information isn't like fair. Like we've all read every Wikipedia about it. Like there's an HBO show right now. There's like 17 podcasts. There's also a scene. There's a scene in season two where Juggy is in the library looking up information on serial killers. Right. Yeah. So sure. Okay. I would be shocked if there was like a secret serial killer that they knew. Like they don't know who the Zodiac killer is. Like we wouldn't know if they knew. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean the Zodiac killer is Ted Cruz, but like if there was like another one. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean by that. Yeah. Like I, well, I just feel like the, the reason why he goes to Chuck in this episode Mm-hmm. is so that Chuck gives is given something to do because we haven't seen him for a while and the camera gets to linger on him so we get to question whether he's good or evil. Right, right, when right. We know that he's evil because he's in love with, with Chick, mm-hmm. the scariest man in the world. So, yeah. So, Chuck and Chick, yeah. Chuck and Chick. Zaddy's back in town. Yeah, guess what? Guess who's been foreman the whole time but no mention of it on the show? Time. Tom. And then Archie failed to tell him that he was fired. <laughs> yeah, he did a really good job. And, and this is, once again, I mean, I don't necessarily feel like I should be so critical because I like all these plot moves. Like, I'm cool with this happening on the show. I just want them to seed, seed a little more and let things sprout. You know what I mean? Like, why wasn't there something happening earlier on, like three, four episodes ago with Tom being like, Archie, I'm happy to be doing the best job I can for your dad in the meantime while you figure out the business or just whatever. That's what's wild is that this guy took over his dad's business in such a lovely way and Archie, like, doesn't even acknowledge it. He just, like, puts his uncle in charge as though Tom hadn't been there. Yes, but, and it's just to cause drama and once again makes Archie sort of behave uncharacteristically as well it's it's, for like the greater archie universe but like pretty on brand for riverdale i agree i agree absolutely very on brand for the dope that they write in riverdale arch absolutely we get these uh, fast answers the quiz bowl i just want to discuss the quiz bowl for a second Mm -hmm. loved the way it was shot Mm -hmm. loved the sets Mm -hmm. loved just the entire uh like part of this episode that was built around the quiz bowl. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish that more of this episode had maybe, maybe if they'd somehow been able to weave in the plots so that it all, maybe almost all of it had taken place at the quiz bowl. That would have been really cool. Yeah. There's, there's a quiz bowl episode of community. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. And it, we like, there's this whole sub, there's this, the B plot is that, Abed has been making movies that are predicting the future. Oh, cool. And then that ends up wrapping into Jeff and Annie in the quiz bowl. Got it. Cool. He predicts what's going to happen in that. That's awesome. That sounds wonderful. It could have been a delightful tie in something like that. But I even wonder if like, what if it had been an episode where all of them had been at the quiz bowl. It's a bottle episode. Yeah, it's a bottle episode. Community. Yeah, but I mean, not a huge, not a huge stretch. It would have been great to have Archie there. Maybe Archie and and uh, Frank could have gotten on into a fist fight on the set. I don't know. Would yeah, it, Archie was the only one like not there. But it, it was, yeah, Archie was off doing his own shit. Because Archie and Veronica have, I was going to say this till the end, but Archie and Veronica have clearly broken up. And neither well, of them care about it. But they held hands when they had the Viking funeral. Yes, they did. That's right. But that's the only time we've seen them together in the last 78 years, right. which means that they are no longer together. No. They're done. They're, nope. And they don't care about it, and it's, it's done. 
Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, anyway. Okay. Anyway, but, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, if you didn't know that meme yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or just fact, but meme in this instance. Yes. And then, like, Charles has this scene with Betty that felt like it was trying to be sitcom-y, and take, it, they didn't stick the landing. Take it back just for a moment. Okay. I want to discuss a few things. Okay. Thing number one. This quiz bowl team from Riverdale High is a great combo of characters. All women, too. All women, and I'd like to see them more together, the four of them. Yes. And then just in this whole episode, I love this Veronica Cheryl stuff. Yes. It's such a good pairing that we haven't seen a lot of yet, and it's so fun. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then I have to bring this up. During During the quiz bowl... Cheryl mutters that Frank Lloyd Wright designed Thornhill. Yes. Oh, honey. Frank Lloyd Wright was an incredible art deco modernist. He designed his most famous work that everybody should look up if they don't know about it, because it's a really cool piece of architecture, is a house that was built on a waterfall called Falling Water, that's in Pennsylvania. And it is such a perfect example of modernist architecture. And Thornhill looks like it's sprung from the mind of Edward Gorey. I would say that most buildings in Riverdale were designed by M.C. Escher. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, like Escher, absolutely. Sort of this weird, twisty, so that was so silly that that was the silliest and i'm not letting you get away with it riverdale no frank lloyd wright did not design thornhill certainly not i'm sorry uh if maybe if they throw some frank lloyd wright chairs into the next like cuckoo bananas thornhill dining room scene i'll like let it go but you'll allow it yeah but certainly not yet anyway anyway how did you feel about the charles betty scene right after this it's fine, whatever. Like, that's, that's not me discrediting your opinion about it. I'm just more like, I'm just like, okay, you're going to dig up dirt on Brett. Fine. I could barely absorb what they were talking about because I felt like it was supposed to be like Gilmore Girls banter. Yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah. It yeah. was just like plain talking with like a smirk. Yeah, this show really changes so tone a lot. They put it in on this one, I felt. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, so now Jughead meets with the secret board of shadowy figures. Little yes. plug that Clone High is coming back. Yes. <laughs> and his first pitch is the fishmonger. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what his second pitch was, Kate? The Brown Hood? No, before there that. Huh? There was one in between the fishmonger and the brown. There was. The pitch was a killer who stalks his prey using social media. Oh, right. Which is the plot of the Riverdale story that I wrote for Yarn. Oh, my God. Also, I think Swim Fan was the first one that did that. It's sure. common. It's common. I think that that was a shout out to my story. And I would like to believe that that's the case. That that was just- They owe you some money. Hmm? They owe you money. Maybe they do. Maybe this is the beginning of a completely ill-thought-out lawsuit. Yeah, oh, yeah, especially because there haven't been any other movies that have done that plot. Yeah, that's true. But this is a Riverdale-related uh, whole plot line that then ha- has now, in my opinion, been referenced on the show. This, this is the tr- second time now that that the the the, uh, the stalker killer as well was a sort of a plot line from mm-hmm. my from my story as well. I I believe that that's because all the Riverdale writers went through and read my yarn text stories. They my licensed content. Podcast, so they obvi- they would they got referred then from the podcast. Too. Well the head the head writer Brian Patterson listened to it once and wrote to us. So that was exciting. Yeah. And I doubt he is now because now we're so hard on the show, but such is life. Anyway. These are this is constructive criticism. Agreed. Agreed it is. And we are only we are but two voices in the abyss, as opposed to the secret board of shadowy figures, Jughead. That's right. Jughead. So this is just so hard on Jughead, and I'm and like, oh like, my you, god. 
use your personal experience, which like, what if you were in a meeting and they were like, we're looking for some serial killer stuff. Use your personal experience. You would be like, that's a weird ask because not a lot of people have personal experience with serial killers. Yeah. It's like they hired him because they knew, you know, but also like, he's not related to any of the people who were killers, (laughs) but they know that he's dating Betty. I get, yeah, you know. Uh, they know, yeah, they know. He comes up with the brown hood, and this whole thing is a terrible idea for a children's series. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah, it's really this nuts. Turn me off of Nancy Drew. No kidding, absolutely. But I do like the names Bobby Baxter and Tracy True. Yeah, I, think, I did like Tracy True. Yeah, Tracy True is great, you know, and... um uh, so many uh, Archie characters have uh, alliterated names. Mm-hmm. So it's it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so Tom's just working. Well, he's like, the books are a mess, but like, my, yeah. like who's been doing the books? Yeah, has Tom like, been doing the books? You, like, either no one or Tom. Yep, no one or Tom, so... so why are they a mess, Tom? Yeah, why what's happened there? Yeah, what's, how dare you make the books a mess, Tom? Yep. You're trying to uphold Fred's legacy while well, you're doing a bad job, Tom. Doing a shit job, Tom. Also, where has he been? Where has he been? I think that Kevin, where's Kevin, is Kevin just living at home, like alone? What's happening? Anyway, I'm, sorry. I was shocked to have so much Kevin in this episode. I know, and such a healthy, great, strong plot line that I like so oh, much. Oh, yeah, not a real story either. Um, <laughs> We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, there's some, so Veronica and Cheryl go to like tell Hiram about a bunch of laws and signs that don't check out as far as I know. Uh, no, don't check out at all. Uh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 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 before that, I just want to say, uh, it's just something that's interesting about that scene that, the show does really well. The scene where Frank is having drinks with all the foremen or all oh, the, yeah. just uh, at, at the Andrews house is whenever they, any of them get nostalgic uh, and this runs through the whole series, the stories they tell always sound like plots of old Archie comics, which yeah. I really like. I think it's really interesting. And I think it's kind of playing with that form in an interesting way. That mm-hmm. like, you know, that like they like that one almost ended on like the sort of punchline that an old Archie comic would end on, you know, after Archie's been yeah. chased and stuff. So I just thought that was kind of cool. But yeah, now we have these bullshit laws where and they're just science. spouting laws for no reason. Absolutely. Laws and science that every high schooler is totally gets. Yes. And um, I guess the rum war is on. Okay. Cool. I'm, I'm already over the rum war. <laughs> yeah, I know you're over the rum war. I'm cool with the rum war. The rum, I'm fine with the rum war, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So we find out that someone. So Betty gets the information about Brad, and they find out that he had someone take his PSATs for him. And then I'm like, did they shuffle? Did they mean for this episode to be called Varsity Blues? And then they shuffled the plot around, and then like the Varsity Blues plot got like put in. The yeah, became the plot. football episode. Yeah. Yeah, they just like. Because this is the Varsity Blues scandal right here. Yep, this is it. Yep. And I gotta say, I just want to give a quick shout out to one of Lori Law. Is it Lori Law's daughter or Felicity Hubman's? One of the daughters retook the SAT on their own and applied to college under a different name and got into Carnegie Mellon. Good for her. She's going to be fine. She's, she didn't need it. Yeah. She it for no reason. Um, Brett's chaotic evil. Brett is totally chaotic evil. He is terrible. Uh, absolutely. And then we have this Betty Jughead spat. Right. Which makes me very sad. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Yep, yep. Not, I don't, it makes me upset. I don't like to see my babies fighting with each other. There's one, the one later I find to be very unreasonable, too. Agreed. And we are going to talk about it. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) So Cheryl's and Veronica's big idea is to hand out free samples, which all I wrote was, hun, no. Yeah, I know. It's not how this works. Yeah. 
it's, it's very it's weird that they're now, like, like they're like now everyone can drink because it's free so that means it's legal that's all i got yeah totally just like a okay so fangs is gay again because he's on and off mm-hmm. it's great and, i love that fangs is gay again yeah and i liked I, what i really liked is that fangs sincerely apologized and Kevin didn't take the, like, he acknowledged the apology, but he didn't fully take it, which is his prerogative to do, and I think very healthy. Totally. And it was, yeah, it was, like, good behavior exhibited within yeah, the... modeling. Yeah, with good modeling, absolutely exhibited in the in the episode. And, um, but Kevin's on a Grindem date. Yeah, with Terry. With Terry, yes. We've never seen Terry before, right? No. Okay, just want to make sure. Okay, cool, cool. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. So then we get the major blow up between Betty and and. Juggie. I have so many problems with this. Go for it. Actually, I only have one, but it's a pretty big problem, which is that there was like, hold on, wait, how? I wrote this down, but I don't know what it meant. So give me a second. Sure. Right. So Betty is mad that. Jughead didn't tell her that he had to change to the brown hood plot line. Mm-hmm. And there was maybe two minutes between Jughead leaving the room where he made that decision to getting back to his dorm room. And Betty is like, you didn't text me? There were two minutes you could have texted me. And how dare you? Like, there was no window for her. It's not like he waited days. She's like, you're withholding information. Mm, that's like, fair. Like... Yeah, that's he fair. Phone on his desk, like you're very mad for like a ten second issue. This show and doesn't her, do well with time. No, her anger is valid, but her it's misplaced. Yeah, totally. The timeline doesn't totally work. I agree. Um, uh, me, 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 me. Okay, cool, cool. Then we get this whole thing where. Tom wants the 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 construction company to take a. Uh, a government contract that's helping the prison mm-hmm. and Frank says Frank and Archie say no no and then I wrote this whole construction plot is wild it is it's crazy great that we've got into construction details on Riverdale Frank and Archie are too wild and crazy guys they <laughs> definitely and then there's this whole thing that there's bad, it'll be bad press for Yale if they let Betty in. I wrote, so before that, this scene, I just want to say I wrote Bring Back Quiz Show. Well, here's Quiz Show. Um, yeah, so Yale didn't want the Black Hood's daughter, which like, I have so many questions. Yeah, boy, that sure paints Yale in a bad way. Yeah, I feel like schools, So I mean, someone's got to take a serial killer's kid. Also, honestly, how many people know the daughter? Like, her last name's Cooper. Yeah. Gener- like, it's not like her last name's Dahmer, and she was, like, showing up somewhere, and they were like, uh, are you related to him? It's Cooper. I'd be like, are you related to Bradley Cooper? Like, there's so many Coopers. That's fair. Like, it's really lucky that her last name is in Hood, or else it would have yeah. been a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, they found out, and, yep, and Betty's and then- all mad, and I wrote, I hate this. And then, graveyard. Charles, the camera lingers on Charles for too long just to remind us that he's evil. Yes. Yeah, that's what's happening there. Yeah, so Betty goes to the spooky graveyard where she commits a crime, uh, which is desecration of a grave. Desecration of a grave, yeah. And then Alice comes because I guess Alice was looking for her. Yeah, and Alice has like some sort of tracker on Betty, maybe. Maybe she injected a tracker into Betty. Maybe Betty's been vaccinated by uh, Bill Gates, you know? Nanobites, yeah. Yep. Nanobots, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know why Alice was looking for her in the first place. I know, but I'm glad Alice came and said, yeah, I'm sorry, did. Betty. And it was Alice being a nice mommy for mm-hmm. once in her life. And then Archie has a conversation with one of the construction workers. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate that they hired a actor of color a latinx actor for this that yeah. was nice yeah carlos um, nice character what I didn't like is that they were like you should spend more time at the construction site as though archie is not in high school well but you know if archie's running this business 
he should spend more time on the construction site. He should be hanging around with those construction workers and they should all be taking off their tops and hitting rocks with hammers and doing more stuff like that. And when they're hot, they can spray each other with their water bottles and... (laughs) So now we got the Kevin thing. Oh boy, here we go. Is, was, I watched the documentary. Was it called Tickled or Tickling? It was called Tickled, right? Oh, I think it was called either Tickled or Ticklish. But I have not watched that documentary. I know about it. Yeah. I haven't paid a ton of attention. But it's wild. Yeah, people get off on watching people get tickled and all that. And there's definitely a fetish for everything. Yeah, but then the documentary is like one of those documentaries with like a crazy twist, like how Icarus had like a wild twist in it. Sweet. Tickled those too. Cool. Maybe this um, story will have a twist too. Because yeah. I'm not that into this. I And it doesn't sound fun. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like... If they're going to deal with this, you need to deal with it responsibly because it's this is kind of getting into sort of sex work territory. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this to be portrayed as salacious or some sort of gateway for Kevin to fall down a hole of, which it seems like it's leading up to. Like, yeah. I can't imagine the end of this plot line is like, and then I did tickle porn for a few years and I never had to take off my clothes and I made tons of money and I saved it for my future. Yeah, it paid my way through college, you know, but there, you know, so it's just, I don't know. We'll see how this all ends up, but I feel like this is going to escalate into something that feels unhealthy to me for the show to be doing. Yeah. And Terry already had like the guy in the lobby waiting to do the video. Yes. Sleazy. Yeah. Well, Terry was just picking Kevin up for, to make a tickle porn video. Mm. That's all. Terry wasn't interested in Kevin. Poor Kevin. Yeah. No kidding. Poor Kevin. It's, it's, the whole thing is weird. Yeah. Yeah. So Jughead gets into bed with his shoes still on. Yes. Because, which is a very Jughead move. Mm-hmm. And there's something about, you know, they got Quiz Bowl, but there's a bigger game, but I don't know what the bigger game is. Nope. Neither do I. I don't know either yet, but we will see. Yeah. But they both know it. So. Yes. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so we see like fun at the dance club and I'm like, do, do your homework. In terms of the fact that this looks like the worst dance club of all time. That and when do they do their homework? She got into Harvard. Like the oh, sure. Yeah. Now she's running a dance club. And they never do their homework. No, they're very smart children. No. Yeah. Um, so they get raided. and we're Not like, a shock. Um, and then Hiram takes off, he's taking off his jacket, which like, uh, for whatever reason, I didn't see where it where it, this was going. And I was like, why is he taking off his jacket like this? And then it was to smash all the bottles. Yeah, like Prohibition. But here's my big takeaway from the scene that I, don't, I had not noticed before. That portrait of Veronica that used to be behind Hiram's desk yes. is behind the bar. Yes. That's yes, all I Because t- Veronica's but, into herself. Yeah, it's... And cover it up like Jackie Daytona. And then the next scene is Kevin. Oh, and kind of racist the next one too. Yup, yup. You know, yeah, the people like to see opposites. Yep. How is Kevin and this uh, black guy opposites? You know, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes them up. Well, I guess also, um, I'm not going to give the show credit. I mean, that black guy is more of like kind of a, like jockey guy and Kevin's yeah, definitely have, like, more kind of twinky and slender. Yeah, like there are differences, but I don't think that's what they were. You think they were alluding to this, yeah, this thing that's like, yeah, a black guy and a white guy. Yeah, yeah, totally. And Kevin doesn't know enough to leave, but I feel these kids are savvy enough that Kevin would know enough to leave. But yeah. apparently he doesn't for the sake of the plot of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a great line from Cheryl, uh, that's like mm, back pocket, more like top floor. Yes, baba boom, Cheryl. Tati tati. Yep. She, yep. Um, Madeline knows how to deliver that dialogue. Oh, baby, that's Ooh. why she is for your consideration. That's right. Yes. Um. Uh. 
I guess Kevin's bringing Fangs into it now too, which now I feel bad for Fangs because here he is bearing his feelings and now Kevin's taking advantage of it. Absolutely. The whole thing is bad. Yeah. Absolutely. And Fangs wants to spend time with Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When really mm-hmm. Fangs should be spending more time with me. With himself. You're right. You're right. But I'd be nicer to Fangs. On- he just got deprogrammed. That's fair. That's fair. Like I guess the if I was person from the farm that came back to school. I guess if I was on like a first date with someone and they were like, I just got deprogrammed from being in a cult, I'd be like, You should spend more time on yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's a like seventh date situation. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Totally. Um so I felt that the Maple Club, so my first thought was, wow, look, I'm very dusty, very fast because the duck dust is so thick. And then I was like, or did it? Because how long ago were they in there? Yeah, we. Uh, it's been a while for sure. As someone who doesn't dust, nothing is that thick dust in my apartment. But it could have been 17 years since they were last in there. We don't know. And also too, you know, I'm going to chalk it up to the fact that it's a bit of an older building and the layout and all that stuff. But yeah. And then we had that really fun uh, scene where they're uh, like calling all the clients. And I thought that was super fun. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to address how many zoning laws this is breaking. Sure. Um, Sure. And then- The voice of reason in our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Uh, That was my biggest problem with Wild Wild Country is I sided with that town because the whole time I said- Yeah, it's a zoning law violation. Yeah. This is a big zoning violation. So my, my thinking is why are they turning this into a big thing instead of just using the room as a distillery? Totally. That'd be way smarter, right? Yeah. They're asking for trouble. Like this, they're making it easier for Hiram to find out about this. Well, you can't spell trouble without Cheryl and Veronica. Yeah. All the same letters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the like big, like we'll solve any crime by dinner time was very fun. Yes. And then... They're like, I know who can run it. And I am like, this is very short-sighted. Absolutely. <laughs> they are bringing in way too many people. And who's gonna, yeah, who's gonna murder, who's gonna murder, who's she gonna murder first, Penelope? She's totally gonna murder someone. Yeah. And Penelope's just been in the bunker. Yes. But we don't really understand, like... Is someone bringing her food? But that's fine. She's just in this weird stasis. Yeah, well, it it doesn't matter. Stop asking questions. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Yeah, and I also, I think that this episode confirmed, just because it's a similar thing, that definitely that coach from the last episode is dead. She was locked in that room and has died forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's it for her. Yeah, Yeah, the the, the cheerleading coach. Yeah, she's a spooky skeleton. Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's this big fight about losing money with A-plus sound effects. Yes, this was a very big man fight. These were such big men having such a big man fight. Yeah. These poor men. Yeah, well, they were both, they both were boxers. Yes, that's right. They both were boxers. Right. So So that's how we know it was that they know it. Yep. That's it. I don't have, that's just a fact I remembered right now. Well, this is a fact that I remembered at this point in the show is mm-hmm. that Tom Keller is in the show again for at least this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this scene between Frank and Archie, and Frank is so mad because he's like, Archie, you're thinking the worst of me. And it's like, yeah, you're betting the ponies. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you're literally gambling. Yeah, there are fewer steps below. Like, there's only like two or three things you could do worse with the company's money than that. So like, Archie is right to think like there's no... It's not like he was like, I was saving a child. He's like, I was betting ponies. We also learn in that scene that Frank is 40. Okay. He says that. He says, I'm a 40-year-old man. Well, it just doesn't, it still just doesn't line up with, the, with the flashback stuff. No. From, yeah. It the just timelines does, are. Yeah, the timeline is all skewed. And yeah. then did Frank say he fought in Desert Storm? He did at one point. Okay, well, that's an older yeah that's early 90s yeah the 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 one from the this must just be bad researching the one that he would have fought in would have been operation iraqi freedom yeah yeah that's what he would have fought in, which would have been in the early 2000s yep yeah 2003 ish the only reason i think that maybe they went with desert storm is it sounds less political 
Absolutely. Yeah. Desert Storm. Uh, and maybe people are more familiar with that, what that is. Like, right yeah, like the- Iraqi freedom sounds more specific than it is. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, just something to note. Yep. Um, and then like Betty and Jughead are meeting with the recruiter and they're like fine with each other. <laughs> Betty and Jughead have clearly made up, which is great. Yep. And I wanted, I wanted more quiz show. So I'm happy that we're getting more quiz show now, but yeah. also like the amount of pull that Jughead all of a sudden has with this recruiter Wild. to be like, Hey, come see my girlfriend in her quiz show. Who, but who he, the recruiter knows about because he did reject her for being related to a serial killer. That is fair. Yeah. That was all a little, a little off for me, yeah. but whatever. So Alice leaves Betty a little secret and it's not Hate a it. Um, but I want to talk about first, while Betty is closing the door to her green room, did you see the name of the show that is also running in that theater? What? Sabrina. Comedy show. Comedy show? It's just called Comedy Show. That's where we are, doing our comedy show. We're in the same universe. We're in the same universe, because when we do the comedy show that we do... We call it Comedy, comedy show. show. and it's in the other room. It's... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So when Alice, when she pulls the envelope out and it's the answers, mm-hmm. it was a moment of the show where I gasped. I did gasp audibly. It completely shocked me and made me very upset. So that's yeah, good. I'm pretty mad at Alice. Huh? I'm pretty mad at Alice. Oh, well, Alice, you know, just fucks up whenever the writers want her to fuck up. And sometimes yeah, no, she's- Alice is, she's like a tenor in a choir. Like she just sings the note that they need to fill in the chord. Like there's no That's me, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yep. It wasn't the medley. It isn't the, I can't think of the words right now. Harmony, it's not the baseline. It's where you need her. In the next scene, Mm -hmm. it certainly was fun to watch Brett get a question wrong. Right. And then the final question Wait, I want to talk about some of the questions before the final question. Oh, please, yes. One is that the answer Brett gives is aft, bow, port, and starboard. Mm-hmm. Now, listeners, you may know I have been coxing boats for 11 years where you use terms like port, starboard, bow, and stern. And I also had to take a whole course that I had to pay for to get a license to drive motorboats and the word aft is never used. Great. You use the word stern or you're an old tiny sailor. Mm-hmm. And then also, full Mean Girls, the limit does not exist reference. The what? Sorry, say again. Mean Girls. Yeah. Like, when Mean Girls, when she's in the quiz bowl, she gets the final answer right, or the math lady, she gets the final answer right because of the limit does not exist. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then in this, one of the questions was, the answer was, the limit does not exist in, like, a really frantic way. And it was like, yeah, you did the Mean Girls thing. We got it. You should all wear pink on Wednesday. (laughs) Yes, so now you can talk about the the final question. Well, just that it was a car question. Mm -hmm. And that's a really nice touch. Yes. Because Betty, despite the fact that we haven't seen her work on a car since, like, the first episode of season one, Mm -hmm. does like working on cars. Yes. So that was really, really nice to see. Yeah. And I also, did, like Brett, did not know the answer, but I don't know most answers to cars. That's fair. But Brett also didn't know the answer because he's a boob. Yep. Um, I think it's delightful that the trophy was so small. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because regionals were this close, and then they got past regionals. So I, it's, this is like nationals? And that's the size of the trophy. I don't know if it's, na- I think it was regionals, right? No, because regionals was the first round against Seaside. Oh, so, oh, I, I think it was maybe multiple competitions in regionals, but maybe I'm wrong about that. And here's another thing. Before the Glee episode of Community, they have a flashback episode to things that didn't happen. And it's, they had previously also been in the Glee Club and they did win nationals and it was a very tiny trophy. Oh, that's so funny. That's great. It, yeah. I mean, if you have any questions about Community, it's the only show I watch. Yes. And then, and Riverdale, you watch Riverdale. Yes. And, and, and I hate Frank. That's what I wrote. And then, yes. But before we hate on Frank, mm-hmm. lovely little, I felt, little touch uh, in the writing here 
when they're excited, Jughead and Betty, that they're both going to be going to Yale. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Jughead says, we're going to solve all the mysteries and eat all the pizza. Yes. And uh, uh, New Haven, mm -hmm. where Yale is, has some of the best pizza in the country. It has a specific type. It has its own type of pizza. Yeah, which I personally love. I think it's so good. Yeah, so, yeah. this is interesting. Yeah, Frank Pepe's. That's, uh, that's, yeah, Frank Pepe's. Anyway, yep. So, I hate Frank. That's what I wrote. I don't, I, I, Maybe it you were saying that you hated Frank Pepe's. Yeah. It's, With it's that, it's that, it's, it's that Frank wasn't, uh, treating Andrew's construction with honor and respect, which right. Archie wanted him to, is, which I get. Yeah, is this the scene where he is like, guess what? I made the money, and then yes. he, like, at Archie, and I was yes. like, Oh. Yeah, like, it's like, well, that's gross. Cool. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Frank. Yeah, whatever. Um, I think it's delightful that Betty is welcomed with applause for winning the quiz bowl. Mr. Honey sucks. I hate Mr. Honey. Like, but also, I so I like that Mr. Honey is so into quiz show. <laughs> I'm fine with that, but I feel like if this were to actually happen in a school, you'd have to be the worst teacher of all time. To yeah. be like, to be like, uh, young lady, this is the thing, you know, like in front of all of her peers like that. Right. That's but horribly it's, abusive. It's nice that the school is celebrating a non-sport thing. Definitely. And then Mr. Honey puts the kibosh on it right away. Yeah. He's instead like, instead of really you. learning what happened. Right. Someone dug through the trash and pieced together a single piece of paper. Yes. And uh, it ended up being Marvin Acme's will, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, and then, so now Fangs and Kevin are going to be porn bros. Yeah. And Kevin's a recruiter for tickle porn. Great. So that's a thing that's happening on the CW teen drama Riverdale. Right. And also something that happened on Epstein's Island. Wonderful. <laughs> With tickle porn? Well, they're having a, someone who is underage recruit other people who are underage. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, maybe Kevin's 18 by this point. They all seem to be 18. <sighs> I hope Kevin and Fangs are 18. Fangs could be 30. Like, I, who knows? Yeah. Um, but it's still an, an inappropriate age. Totally. So Archie is like, Tom, you got to get out of here. And Tom's like, your uncle's not a good guy. And then Archie's like, I know who Frank is. And it's like, do you know? Like, Tom definitely knows Frank better than you. Absolutely. And then Tom is very professional with Archie, which I love. Tom's, Tom's great. Tom's like, best of luck with your business. I'll see you in eight more episodes. Yes. Goodbye. Yeah. Best wishes in all future endeavors. And he says, thank you for the bonus. He's really quite lovely about it. Yeah. I will say, did not like his facial hair in the episode. That's fair. Yes. Felt it was too clean a shave. Even though there was still some shadow, it was too, I like a little bit more on him. Yeah. Um, but that's fine because Cheryl orders one maple hito. That's right. Uh, ew. Yeah, yeah, gross. Um, Is that a mint and maple drink? Oy yeah. Vey. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Penelope running the show. In a creepy mask. In a scariest mask anyone could have chosen. He also sort of looks like her. Well, yes, agreed. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, and kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Jughead read the bylaws. Yes. Before we get to the Jughead bread seat, I just want to point out that Cheryl calls the bunker a teen sex bunker. Yes. And it's like, she... that's what we've been calling it the whole time. Yes. And now it's canon that that's yes. what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jughead read that entire book of bylaws. He's like the person who like reads the whole thing before he acknowledges like his iTunes agreement. Well, he wants to get Brett, you know? Right. And the way to get Brett is a classic duel. Do you think there's going to be any rapping during this duel or any slow motion bullets portrayed through dancers? I don't know. Did you? <laughs> I don't care. But <laughs> did you see... When Lin-Manuel Miranda was on, well, how far, you've been watching Curb. Have you got to him on Curb yet? Oh, yeah. Because this, the duel between him and Larry is. Let's so hope good. this duel is half as good as that duel. It's such a delightful duel. It's so funny. Yeah, absolutely. No spoilers. 
No, yeah, a, a funny thing happens. So fucking funny. Um, anyway, so we cut to four weeks later. Yup. So the timeline's getting a little closer now. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting for Jughead to come back, quote unquote. But they can't do it anymore. But Jughead won't be coming back. No. So that in itself is interesting, mm-hmm. I feel, because it's there's something going on where they're expecting him to come back. Mm-hmm. So definitely we're getting a little more of a hint of some sort of setup. Right. But they're but having then, a really hard time with it. Yeah. And, and then Archie and Betty hold hands. Yeah, in a really... Uh, like romantic it was like one hand and then another hand it was like going up the baseball bat yeah it was was, first it was was with hands on the table it was creepy yeah and i don't want to see another brother and sister in love on the show (laughs) yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah (laughs) anyway that's the episode i i thought i had fun this episode i wanted more quiz show yes personally um but this was not one that I found hard. This one I, I thought was fun. I felt like when I was watching it, I didn't enjoy it. And then as soon as it was done, I was like, oh, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There was some stuff here and there that I thought was really awfully, terribly stupid. Also, but there was also a lot of stuff I thought was really fun and stupid. Shout out to my mom who thinks it's funny that we always say that's fair. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we say it a lot. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's us right there. Yep. So let's get into our power crush list. Yeah, I was really confused with the power list and just kind of wrote some names. Sure, who, are, who do you have? So I wrote Vegas. Sure. Um, and then I put Veronica, Frank, Brett, and Jughead. Yeah, mine's somewhat similar. At the top of my list is Veronica and Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And then Frank. Mm-hmm. And then that recruiter... Okay. Just determining on a whim who gets in and who doesn't get into Harvard or Yale. Yale. Mm-hmm. And then I had the the Brotherhood, <laughs> the scary panel people. Yeah, the Society of Shadow Figures. Yeah, who? Yeah, yeah, who are just like we're just going to tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then who do you have on your crush list? I, you know, they know what they're doing when they keep those lingering shots on Charles. Oh! I do have Charles on this one. You love and Charles, despite the fact that he's a psycho killer. Keskese. Yeah. And then I have Tom, because we got we got our zaddy back. I know, you love him. I love Tom Keller. And then I have Cheryl. Sure. Uh, we only overlap with one. Mm-hmm. I have Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Then, just for fun, I have Terry. Oh, but he's... Okay. You can't be, like... Charles, really? And then pick Terry. Well, but Terry's, you know, I like him doughy. And <laughs> Terry's feels like he's... And he's recruiting Kevin for... That's true. That's true. Which is not anything that I ever would endorse. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem with you thinking he's cute. I have a problem with you saying that Charles is a bad person, but being okay with Terry. Well, I... Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm being really inequitable. Thank so you. So I do apologize. Thank you. And last but not least, I have Alice for this episode just because okay. I liked her outfits. That's fun. But yeah. she didn't like her behavior. No, you know, you really doubled down on bad people on that one. Yeah, and you're right. I'm a bad person, so excuse you. Thank you. So what's the next episode? It is episode 69. Oh! Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew. And it is called Men of Honor. Great. I think that's an army thing. Yeah. Well, the movie is a Navy thing. It is from oh, the year 2000. Okay. It starred um, important in the year 2000 actor Cuba Gooding Jr. And Robert De Niro, Shirley's Theron. Great cast. Never heard of this movie. It's based on a true story about someone with many titles. He is Master Chief Petty Officer... I didn't write down his name, and he was the first master, uh, he was the first black master diver in the Navy. Cool. Yeah, so I don't know how the fuck that's going to work in. Well, I hope that if it has something to do with the military, it means that we're going to get a little bit of action from Moose. We'll see. I know. Maybe Moose will come back and tell Kevin that he's taken a bad path. 
Don't get my hopes up like this, Louie. I know. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm, I'm hoping as well. Yeah. Because you know I miss Mr. Marmaduke a lot. So, anyway. Anywho. Thank you to our editor, Angeli Mercado. Yes, and our theme songwriter, Louie Aronowitz. And if you want to support this podcast, the best way that you can do that right now is to donate to any sort of charity of your choice that either involves Black Lives Matter movement or environmentalism or economic discrepancy. That's really- uh, Trans rights right now too. Another trans person of color was killed this week. Yes, absolutely. And um, you know uh, that overlaps. I actually gave this week, this isn't supposed to be a virtue signal, but if you want to look into it, our listeners, I gave to the Marsha P. Johnson Foundation this week. Great. And it's a really cool organization. So I, I recommend looking into them. Yeah. Yeah. And I also recommend looking into hashtag six seasons into dress. Excellent. Episodes in season six, episode 12 of Community. Uh, it's called Wedding Videography. They go to Garrett's wedding and Annie is wearing a dress I very much like and we cannot find. The costume director for the episode has been emailed. Great. Have not gotten a response. And I have sent this to fashionistas. I have put it on every platform possible. And I've had people offer to make it. And I'm like, that's not what I want. I just want to know who made this dress in the first place. And if you guys could all, it's on, it's under that hashtag. It's on my Twitter and my Instagram. Uh, It's six seasons in a dress. Please help me find this dress. (laughs) Let's get this dress for Kate. Woo! Yes, Annie is wearing it. That's Allison Bree's character. If you just want to watch the one episode to see this dress in action. Yes, please find this dress, please. Yes, let's find this dress for her. Hashtag yeah, well, al- always a pleasure, Kate. As always. Absolutely. So, pals and gals, we hope to see you again on another episode of XOXO Riverdale. Oh, bye. <laughs>